everybody to another wonderful week in the world of the Alpha Sport. This is RSPN episode five of season five. For those that are very into their numbers, this will probably be a pretty big episode for you. But usually when it comes to RSPN's numbers, you usually have our duo that we introduce before we get this going for this week. Um, My other half, my other co-host, my se- no, I don't want to say Welcome, everybody, to another wonderful week in the world of the Alpha Sport. This is RSPN, the fifth episode of Season 5. For those that are very into their numbers, this should be a very big episode for you specifically if you are interested in seeing a whole bunch of fives. But usually, when we introduce the show, you are very accustomed to our two. But my other half, our other co-host of the show, is not here this week. I don't want to spoil what he is working on this week, but there are big things that are going on for the Lookout team in New York City this week. Shout out to Meal. Shout out to Jamal. Shout out, obviously, of course, to Jeff. Shout out to everybody on the Lookout team that's been doing amazing things. Shout out to Johnny Barnes as well. Johnny Barnes does great things for the Lookout. They are preparing some good stuff to be able to to do in New York City this weekend. So he's preparing for that. He will not be on this week, but I would like to say that between him and I, he might not be the only person that has some plans in New York City this weekend. And with that, I would like to introduce a guest that will be with me this Sunday at Barclays Center for a pay-per-view that is very, very important to us. But not only is he a tenured RSPN alumni, uh, what was it, season... It was actually the season two finale of RSPN that he was on, one of our more tenured guests. But I would also like to introduce him by stating that I think between him and I, as well as everybody that has been within that early Xbox crew going into our transition here on PlayStation, uh, we probably produced 10 years worth of podcasts without ever turning on a single microphone. Would you agree, Rich? I said this in my head. If we would have had some audio, video recorded, not too much, we would be bigger than Joe. J- wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Which, wait it, Rogan? Both of them. <laughs> <Okay>. Both <laughs> Both Joes is cool. I like I like I like both Joes. The thing the thing that that makes that so difficult is, you know, as a as a 17, 18 year old and even some of us that were younger at that point in time, keep in mind we're dealing with um with Ink and of course everybody that was still in high school at, at that point in time. So they were like 14, 15. I, we were doing a whole bunch of gaming, doing a whole bunch of content. I don't I don't think like the most immediate thing compared to like 17, 18 year olds as of right now. I don't think our immediate thing was the hardware that we needed to be able to capture all of those moments from like early 2010, 2011. When we look back at like 2K10 clips, 2K11 clips, so on and so forth, we didn't, it it just just wasn't our mindset at that point in time. At least in 2010, 2009, in those early areas where some of your longer tenured uh, gamers that are on YouTube ended up you know, having the things necessary to create things like Chris Smoove and all the the the, the older names that are um, in that 2K community. But it would have been, it's it's different than how it is right now where your typical 17, 18-year-old pretty much has everything necessary from the camera to the lights to everything that they need to be able to capture the moments that they have at a young youth at that point in time. So that also ends up being exciting for them. But 
between us, we have had, what is it, 10 years of team-ups, 10 years of, uh, what else, early my career, um, there were team-up arguments, there are a lot of, a whole, whole bunch of team-up arguments, uh, 2K one-on-ones, series, the differences in teams as far as trades throughout years 12, and years of 2K. 12 minutes. 12 minute quit. This, oh my God, mm-hmm. 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. 12, keep, keep in mind, we're running, we're running 10 minute team ups with like six to eight people almost every night. And when I mention 10 minutes to some people, they completely cringe and get out of the way of just running a one on one for 10 minute team ups. But that was our motive through years and years and years. But you know, we still have plenty of content to create within these next coming uh within these next coming months. Not only do we have NBA 2K22 that we have been playing, but also it is a game that we are very much so waiting for that comes out in March of 2022 that might feed into our plans that go on this Sunday at Survivor Series this Sunday in the Barclays Center. Um is excitement hitting you because I've never been in Barclays. So I'm already ready to see um, what is going? What it, what Barclays is going to look like? I'm very surprised that you did not have um, uh, uh, my best judgment and my best in my in my eyes and my ears in September when somebody told me I cannot return to Madison Square Garden after how hard I cheered for Trey Young. I'm a little bit disappointed there. You stand for Trey. You didn't cheer. I didn't stand. stand. I didn't stand for Trey Young. It was a good moment. It was a stand. It was not a stand. RSPN fans, I have the tweet. I will drop it in the coming nah, days. I, I, I am gonna do that. A big stand. It was. It was but a stannery. It wasn't even that as loud. In, as in for the Barclays, I have been for the Barclays to see that guy that they called the truth, which is really a fake, Paul Pierce. Um, I saw him. Oh, wow. uh, Paul Pierce yeah, I, like oh, I like how we're starting this early. Okay, I'm fucking with the vision. Yeah, yeah, he's a bum. Um, but you know, Barclays is a very, very great arena. I mean, the very first arena I found out that you could smoke weed in, I was very surprised at that. But what? Oh, is yeah. that is that ca- is that ca- is that cap or, or are you dead no, serious? That's bro, I'm, bro, the Christmas game versus the Nets and Celtics when KG and them went to Brooklyn, they were playing the Celtics. Bro, there was people in like the stands hiding us just smoking weed, and this is prior to it being legal in New York. I was like, "Wow!" Are you sure? Are you sure the security just wasn't just wasn't nervous at that point in time and just, oh, and just let it rot? Oh no, nah, no, nah, security was just standing there. It's Brooklyn. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Well, I'm not. I'm for sure not gonna test the waters in um uh in Barclays on Sunday, but I will say that there's gonna be some good matches. I, I'm not gonna go. Too, too deep. If you would like a full Survivor Series rundown uh, for those that are involved in the Alpha Sport and, you know, might have some interest in jumping back in wrestling, Sunday is going to be a very good card. But make sure that you tap into the A-Show on RNC Radio between J5 and Meals on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your shows to be able to hear what had happened last week on SmackDown, this week on Raw, as well as what they are expecting to happen on Friday night, this Friday night, on SmackDown before we get Survivor Series on Sunday. But I already know what you're looking forward to, and I'm just going to say completely 100% transparency, I don't agree. I don't agree. You don't have to agree, but just know, Big E, 
shall bend the knee. No, no. There's no there's no knee bending this week. He tried to do the fake knee bend on Friday and put the crown on his head. No, no. Roman Reigns is not acting up the way that you think he is going to act up on Sunday. Because when that theme hits, I'm going to look you dead in your face. And I'm going to see what your reaction is. I'm going to see what your reaction is when that theme hits. The only thing you will see is me removing the shirt I had. On nah, nah, nah. Don't, 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 don't. Do not try and put on anything with bulls on it. Don't put anything Brahma on your body. Keep that head of the table, T, on you. It's very hard to do that. Nah, no, it's not. No, it's not. When you see your childhood goat, it's very hard to just... Stay in character and just go for who they claim is the head. When you you know if this this entity we will call him was around, there would be no head of the table. That's there all, would be no chief. That's all. That's all. There would be nothing. That's all. That's all. That's all. I, that's, I just want certain fans to acknowledge that now. I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to. I don't want to speak it to. I don't want to speak it into existence, and then it doesn't happen on Sunday. I, I just want to. I just want to stay in the mind, in the current. I would say there's just been a lot of things that feed into that happening, and hashtag that happening. Hopefully, we get to see it on Sunday. But being able to go to a Survivor Series is something that's amazing to me because uh, on Thursday, Survivor Series 2001, which was the winner take all brawl between Team WWF at that point in time and Team WCW and ECW, the Alliance. That is 20 years old on Thursday. Uh, We've talked about things that have made us feel elderly. That is definitely one thing that uh, takes the cake at that point in time because I remember watching that in pure color-cut clarity on pay-per-view in 2001. And now 20 years later, I'm able to go to my first Survivor Series. So that ends up being amazing as well but being able to know that you and i have knocked out two crazy shows smackdown and Madison square garden two months ago survivor series in barclays we've done some interesting things uh in our in our in our 20s around uh around florida but being but being able to to share these types of experience in our 30s especially with a lot of our friends at this point in time where we're, we're in an area in the world where uh things are not very certain um I think that ends up feeling. I think that ends up being one of the greatest feelings to to put it to put it as as simple as possible. Oh, of course, because I mean, we've been home for over like a year and a half, and you know, I haven't even seen Florida really, or you guys like that. So, yeah, for me and you to go to SmackDown versus Raw in the Garden, and then on Sunday to see Survivor Series, we probably have two more major wrestling events that we have to go to together but we just have to add one more person oh mania is mania is for sure uh going to be we something have that ends up being talked about with with Dwayne. with Dwayne, Dwayne, Dwayne was uh Dwayne, I, I i felt i was very happy to even experience mania uh mania 33 weekend with Dwayne uh when we were out in orlando and we did take over we did um we did Mania at, well, it was, God, what was it? I forgot what the damn arena's name was already. Um, it wasn't Sunlight. It wasn't uh, Sunlight. Sunlight's in my, Sunlight was was Miami. Uh, it was the Citrus something. God damn, I already forgot what the arena was. Citrus Field? 
Nah, I don't think it was was it was it Citrus Field? Some something like that. It was something that was in Orlando, and it felt it felt amazing for that outdoor experience to be able to enjoy WrestleMania. But that outdoor experience will more than likely also come with uh, WrestleMania 32 in Dallas uh, next year. No, wait, it's not 32. What the fuck? What the fuck am I talking about? It's definitely not 32. I'm thinking of 32 that happened in Dallas, but. 2022's WrestleMania is going to be in Dallas as well. So that's going to be big. I say all that to say this. Terry Rozier had an interesting tweet from the past week that I think captures the essence of what has been happening. I won't really say in the league because it's been very small cases, but the conversation that comes from it ended up feeding from literally last week all the way into this week. And I'll tell you why. For those that are within the RSPN faithful, you already know our schedule between Jeff and I, when we record and when we release these shows to you every Tuesday morning, obviously here on the Elite Media Group. We had Donnie Lush on last week. Shout out to Donnie. We talked about the Boston Celtics and everything that was happening in the league last week. We were literally doing it in between the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets. That game was looking okay. We finished our episode. I said our goodbyes to everybody. I went to start. The editing process, make sure that everything goes up. I look into the RNC and I see messages saying, hey, Mark, why are the Miami Heat pussy? And I said, what the hell are y'all talking about? It's just a loss to the Nuggets, whatever. Until I go online and I see Jokic put his elbow into someone's spine. And um, I will say it wasn't the easiest watch. I'm not I'm not saying the easiest watch as far as being squirmish of it happening. Obviously, it was a bad, pretty bad whiplash. But... It ended up sparking a conversation between whether or not that was the right thing to do as far as retaliation for a hit. Now, we could be here all day on whether or not it's the right thing to hit somebody up front and then turn around or whether or not you should never, ever hit somebody up front and turn around because you don't know what's going to happen. And they had that conversation on TNT. They had that conversation online, so on and so forth. But what it came from that earlier the next morning as we dropped RSPN was apparently a Jokic Brothers Twitter account that threatened, let's make sure that that's very clear here, threatened two NBA players on what they should not do towards their NBA playing brother because if anything happens, they're going to jump into this. Uh, when is the NBA going to shut this off? When is the NBA going to get the authorities involved? I'm not even saying get authorities involved, but you're talking about two... People, and uh, maybe people is putting things a little bit too low. Obviously, you're the brothers of the current reigning MVP in the league. But you're talking towards athletes. Pretty pretty direct. You You are for sure, for sure, civilians. And the Twitter account that ended up coming out last week already felt like Cap, first and foremost, and I'm pretty positive it would have got tens of thousands of followers just based off the fact that people, for whatever reason, love the Jokic brothers and think, ooh, so ominous, so scary because they're from Serbia and 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 they've seen certain things and done certain things. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit when they're talking about they're going to come down to Miami and oversee what's going on between the the Heat and the Nuggets and as, 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 as if they're some type of overseer or some shit like that? Get the fuck out of here. You can come to Miami all you want, but what is this What is this fascination with two Serbian guys that just happen to be related to the NBA's MVP? To be honest, when you think about it, they can oversee what they want because, I mean, the NBA isn't like the NFL where 
you can run on the like you run on the court. Not it's just a hot a lot of hot air they're blowing, but Adam Silver really needs to do something about this because regardless if that Twitter was fake or not, the fact that they bought tickets doesn't really sit well with I can tell Heat players. No, absolutely and not. other people in the league. I mean, yo, this might not be the first time. Uh, I mean, the last time Jokic will get into a situation. So what's going to happen if he gets into another something else? Is his brothers going to say something else then? Like, this cannot be a continuous thing. Adam Silver has to nip this in the bud because I'm telling you, if this, if it gets hostile, I don't see the two Serbians making it out of Miami in one piece. Like, I, 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 really, I really just don't understand. And I feel like the the response that ended up coming from this obviously well at least in my eyes i feel like it's obvious it ends up being the receiver of the elbow to the spine the morris twins are two of the nba players that have uh interesting opinions uh from certain fans might think that they're dirty might think that they've done dirty things within the numerous teams that they have been on the fact that it happened to Markeith Morris and not Anthony Davis, I'm sure, is something that uh, could be an influence. I'm sure if Anthony Davis takes a, takes a an, an elbow to his spine, um, not a lot of people are going to be happy, and their tone is not going to be very happy. But given the fact that there is already a reputation for Markeith Morris going into his direct hit in Nikola Jokic, a hit that I feel like Jokic has done in numerous cases at that point in time, we ended up getting what we get last week. And I think the fact that it has went all the way into today, now that we have exposed that Jokic brothers account as being capped and now it's deleted and everything's gone, just let it be what it is. Jokic served his suspension. Morris got fined. Butler got fined for enticing things and saying, go to the back, I'm sure. Saw the photo. The photo of the heat got roasted. Whatever is what it is. I didn't have too much of an issue with the with the photo in itself. I thought it was a. Uh, I, I was I wasn't you know waving the heat flag like woohoo let's rock. But you I know. do I do have an issue with something. The photo and I, I no, I have an issue with how people are perceiving the heat, let alone one player. Jimmy Butler is not fake tough. I I, I have to say that, and that has to be stated. It has to be documented, mm. and it has to go through a lot of people's heads. Jimmy Butler is not fake tough. Well, hey, people have already made their mind on uh, on what had happened with Minnesota uh, and Rachel Nichols. I don't think a lot of things are going to end up changing that. And truthfully, I'm not even in too much of an interest in trying to change people's opinions. That's, to me, that that just whole that statement is ludicrous. To me. You cannot call Jimmy Butler fake tough. Mm-hmm. That's just a dub. But even that is with- one of that is that's the can man as you like to call him. I mean, yeah, that, I mean, you know. That is that is the glue guy. He is he will fight for your teammate. He will stand up for anybody. Jimmy Butler is not fake tough. Would you, you clearly look what well, continue? Would you say the same thing about um a man that almost ended up getting in two fights last week in Rudy Gobert? Almost had a a, a scuffle or a brouhaha or uh, uh, I don't know which other word that you can use for that what, with what happened between himself and Miles Turner. Um, he also almost fought Dwayne Deadman last week. I would uh, highly he suggest against that. De- 
and he would have been a dead man. <laughs> dead man. <laughs> he dead man. I don't know why people look like they want to fight Dwayne Deadman. Look at his face. That man has that Greg Oden face, bro. That is that old man face. He will give you that old man ass woman. Leave him alone. And Lankman, Lankman, a.k.a. Rudy Gobert, really needs to sit down. Lanky guys are not good fighters. One crack to the jaw. Your hands are going in the air. Look like you're doing the YMCA. Turner said he thought it was a dirty play when Gobert pulled his shorts. I wasn't about to have that, so I had to stand up for myself in that situation. Gobert ended up being quoted and stated that guys need to stop acting like they're going to fight. They know in two seconds there's going to be 20 security guards in between us. Guys that are not about that life need to stop acting like they are. If somebody wants to fight, I'm easy to reach. That is where we got the tweet from Terry Rozier that said NBA is the new WWE. He ended up shaking his head. Um... Just a brief question for those that might be not be as familiar uh, with Palm Beach County. When we hear guys are not about that life and need to stop acting like they are, uh, when that's said to the wrong person, can you put into perspective what happens here, Rich? Ah, now in my area of expertise, <laughs> when those words are put Is into it expertise? the universe, when those words are put into the universe, one or two things may happen. A broken jaw or rest in peace. You may get put on a t-shirt. Well, I don't think I don't think Gobert's gonna get a. I don't think Gobert's gonna get put in a t-shirt. I think between oh, you can still get put on a t-shirt. You can get dunked on and get put on a t-shirt. You can get oh, that's true too. Has Gobert has Gobert got put on a t-shirt yet? I can't remember if Gobert's got put on a t-shirt yet. I don't know, but he keep playing with Miles Turner. I think I believe Miles Turner would put him on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least at least from, at least from Utah's. At least from Utah's perspective, they won't have to worry about um, too much offense uh, leading to these types of fights at this point in case because they still continue to stay in the top 10 of this week's NBA.com power rankings. Obviously, if you did not take a look at that as of yet, you more than likely know who's going to top this week as of right now. But I will say that John Schumann does an incredible job covering the league every single week as far as breaking down 30 different teams and their power rankings at NBA.com forward slash power rankings. Obviously, you will be aware that Brooklyn, Chicago, Golden State, we have plenty of things to talk about in Golden State, um, end up topping this week's power rankings just based on everything that they have done within the past week. I was very happy that the Miami Heat only dropped from one to six. They have led the power rankings the past two weeks, but last week was not fun. Last week was not fun. Kicking it off with Jokic was not fun. Losing to the Lakers in overtime was not fun. Losing to the Clippers was not fun. I'm still waiting for the drug test on Malik Monk. They have not given me any results on Malik Monk's drug test yet. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say you guys lost to the Lakers. I say you guys lost to Malik Monk. Get the fuck. Ken Bazemore has the fucking nerve to turn around and launch one of the dumbest fucking 2K whoops, didn't mean to shoot that type shots I've ever seen in my life. Let it go in. And then he points to the floor and taunts like he did something nice. Please get the fuck out of here. But one of six isn't bad. I will take still in the top 10, which is good. Uh, Six is not extremely, I mean, from a Miami Heat perspective, they still stay top five in offensive teams. Defensive, they slipped a little bit, but they're still in the top 10 in defense, even with those pretty, pretty bad shots. But Miami 
ends up getting their only win last week against Utah. Um, Miami fans have been praying and praying and praying for Duncan Robinson to return to his previous self. Um, oh, 90 million? Uh, yes, yes. I know you have stripped Duncan Nine, Robinson of his yes. name and just made sure oh, to no, call him it's, 90. It's not, it's not me. It's a, a friend of mine. Uh, Bruce, he has called. He <laughs> Bruce has is only calling Duncan. him 90? Yeah, he has stripped Duncan of his name and he is only called by 90 well, I mean, I, I think I think being able to play Utah and being able to play Oklahoma City ended up being two things that helped Duncan at this point in time. There was actually a tweet that ended up getting sent to me as we were recording. Uh, shout out to Alan. Alan underscore SBG said, Duncan Robinson turns into Larry Bird when he's playing in a sundown town. Uh, Flo just forwarded this over to me. I'm not going to confirm or deny this. I'm not going to confirm or deny this, but... Being able to know that Duncan Robinson can actually hit more than one three-pointer in a game has been something that has been nice. Being able to expect Tyler Hero to also accompany that as well. Tyler Hero, one of the earlier names for sixth man of the year, alongside Carmelo Anthony um, as well. Being able to have those two provide what they are providing to keep Miami Heat up in the Eastern Conference, and as well as making sure that you're getting enough wins to stay in that conversation of who's going to be very good in the East. Because it's going to look very, very bad if you're getting those early, early credentials of teams that need to be wary of the Miami Heat and where they're going to be around playoff time to be able to waste that on bad wins. And granted, hashtag too early isn't going away just yet. But by the end of the month, we're going to be like 20, 25 games in. That's about a quarter of the season done. And then you're going to start looking at your favorite teams and where they are going to be around New Year's time. By the time that it's New Year's, boom, it's All-Star Weekend. By the time it's All-Star Weekend, boom, it's April. And we're already talking about where our teams are going to be being placed as far as playoffs to play for an NBA championship. You know, now that you say that, it, it's got me thinking, especially about something that just ran across my ticker. They just find Ben again. They find Ben again? Ben, where's Ben going to be by the end of this month? Uh, tr- tr- truthfully, I think most people will be focused on making sure that he has the ability mentally to play. Obviously, these past few months have been pure shit for him. I don't know how much he internalizes a lot of that. Probably knows that he's still a pretty good basketball player. And more than likely, I would like to assume that his social life is still grand, even outside of the world of basketball. But it's not very easy for Philadelphia 76er fans when you have Joel Embiid, who's obviously out right now, uh, being able to to try and convince Sixer fans to not give up and not and not stray away just based on a little bit of the mess that they're cleaning up as of right now. Can't be easy for Ben's pockets too if you keep getting fined like this. Yeah, and uh, I mean, right now the Philadelphia 76er on a four game losing streak. So without Embiid, a lot of it has went on the shoulders of Andre Drummond. And yes, you've had Tyrese Maxey who has done more than enough to try and keep Philadelphia afloat, but they ended up dropping a little bit further down, not only in the power rankings, but also in the Eastern conference, but there's good names that end up jumping into this, into this uh, power rankings. Before we get into that, has it felt like Rozier's tweet ends up being something that is coming into the fruition? Is it, has it really felt that much more volatile? Yes. Cause of these refs. Is there is it the rest fall letting letting things ride? These reps are just letting things go. Players are getting grabbed. There's no call. Harden has three more games before he just starts stealing off on people. <laughs> Honestly, like, 
Gary Trent Jr. literally grabbed James Harden and the ref did not give a call. <laughs> if I was James Harden personally, I'm pushing the ref and I'm banging Gary Trent Jr. Like, bro, get off me. Call something. Yeah, like... A former MVP. Call something. I just don't think I just don't think refs want to get into the area of being baited again. And obviously they've been trained well enough to now distinct, okay, this is a foul, this is not a foul. But I think even from James' perspective, you can start seeing it on his face. Like he's starting to literally ask questions of of okay, I feel like I just got the shit slapped out of me right there. Why is that not a call again? In certain cases, I'm not saying all the fouls, but when you have some of the announcers and especially some of the away announcers that end up calling games against the Brooklyn Nets, when you end up having a game like the Bulls and the Nets and Stacey King is literally saying, hey, uh, Harden just got the shit slapped out of him right there. Um, it's 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 hard to to put into perspective of whether or not all of these are the correct calls for James Harden. So he'll still have plenty of time to make things Right, but there's still good praise that we actually do have for Brooklyn this week. And I know I'm not saying that because I want to make sure that my credentials are right in Brooklyn and make sure that my credentials are right in Barclays. But I want to say that when it comes to Mr. Efficiency, when it comes to Kevin Durant, I would like to think that Kevin Durant ends up being, and I'm going to, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this. Before I say it, actually, I'm going to try and put things into perspective, right? For those that are fully, fully involved in the Alpha Sport and have not watched wrestling in a good amount of time, how would you describe the head of the table in Roman Reigns? If you had to just give somebody a summary that does not watch wrestling. Just had to give somebody a summary. Of, of if, if you had to give them just like a couple sentences about Roman Reigns. Okay. Picture... Kevin Nash with The Rock on the mic and Bobby the Brain Heenan next to him. And Bobby the Brain Heenan next to him? If I were to do, mm-hmm. if I were to describe it to somebody, I would say this is somebody who has done more than enough for the company, has literally main evented four different WrestleManias. Think of all of the greats that have passed through the WWE. There are not many names. I can I can probably count it on one or two fingers, the amount of people who can say that they have main evented four WrestleManias. And more than likely, it's going to continue on in the next year. And then you have number five, the current Universal Champion, obviously, for a very long extended amount of time, has had plenty of performances that a lot of people try and front like they don't want to give credit for. But when he is gone, you're going to start looking at these performances and saying, damn, we had a generational talent at this point in time, but we worried too much about the headlines, the back and forth on the internet, and everything else that surrounds the name Roman Reigns. This Sunday, he's going to fight the WWE champion, Big E, in an area that I think a lot of fans want to be able to experience between the Bloodline and the New Day as well. I don't know if we're going to get full New Day on Sunday after the Usos ended up shattering Kofi's uh, leg last week. But... If I had to ask somebody who is the NBA's closest equivalent to Roman Reigns, off that description, 
Could you say that it is Mr. Efficiency? Could you say that it is Kevin Durant? Or would you say that it's somebody different? It's KD. It feels like it, right? It's Kevin. Because he's that guy. He is the guy. I look at the parallels between Kevin Durant and Roman Reigns as far as media perception, fan perception, everything that they have done for their respective leagues and their respective sports. And I say this doesn't really feel too much like a blurred line anymore. Obviously, Kevin Durant is not the reigning champion that goes to Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks. You can put that on his big ass foot. But Giannis, don't, don't. Giannis does not don't give, give me the. Like <laughs> you can put that on the foot. Yeah, don't give that to Giannis like that. Give that to the foot. I'm not. I, I do not get Roman Reigns vibes from Giannis. And outside of that, the only other name that I can think of, as far as being able to compare to that, as far as needing and wanting that acknowledgement in the performances that they have provided ends up being LeBron James, but I feel like it's a little bit of a different it's a little it's a little bit of a different stature between I, I don't I don't see that deep of a parallel between LeBron James and Roman Reigns. Because yes, Roman Reigns is is, is how old how old is Roman Reigns? Actually now that's a good question. How old is Roman Reigns? Roman Reigns is 36. LeBron James LeBron James turns 36. Oh no he turns 37 at the end of the year. He turns 37 at the end of the year. I just feel like between, if you had to compare somebody, I feel like Kevin ends up being the closest thing. But from what I've seen within the past week, and Jeff and I had talked about this a little bit brief last week as well, as far as what has been the response to what we have seen from Stephen Curry in this past season. Obviously, bodies do not compare. There's a little bit of a difference between Steph Curry and Roman Reigns. That is just fine. But as far as acknowledgement, Inc. had made sure that we should acknowledge the fact that the Golden State Warriors are still championship contenders, not necessarily the winners of the NBA championship this week, uh, 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 this season, but championship contenders. And I didn't buy into it. I said the dynasty is over. Doesn't fucking matter. I don't care what they do. And you were wrong. I, I, it feels like I am wrong right now obviously anything could happen between november and april could change but from Stephen curry's perspective the only thing that will change from november to april is they get people back is the inclusion of clay thompson yeah not even you forget james wiseman yep that too they already got kaminga back recently once they start getting the and to me they probably have the best bench in the league with Jordan Poole, Gary Payton the second, and Otto Porter. Mm-hmm. If if PPP can take off like it did in the pandemic, the Warriors have a problem. I thought you were talking about a whole different type of PPP. I just realized we're far removed from that. Thank God. Oh, it, it's the same PPP if you think about it, though. Is it? It's gonna get you automatically. It's gonna get you automatically paid, and then you regret it later. Hey, hey, because you know what? They're gonna have to pay them later. Right now, they're gonna ride the PPP out <laughs> until they gotta pay. <laughs> until they gotta pay. Until they gotta pay it back. Because <laughs> you're gonna have you're gonna have to pay Peyton at some point. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to pay Pool, and you're gonna have to pay Porter. And the way Peyton is playing, 
I'm pretty sure he's probably on a two-year deal, low minimum. If he, right now he's having that Leandro Barbosa season when uh when Leandro was on the Warriors, their first title run, a very great bench player, but he's way more athletic than Leandro Barbosa, and his defense is like his dad. I'm not gonna call him the mitten. He's the glove too. Now, although this ends up being a little bit of a tricky stat that ended up coming out last week, it ends up being something that was very mind-blowing to me from Stephen Curry's perspective because we ended up seeing the photo that was passed around last week of his no-look or his turnaround after his three-pointer playing the Chicago Bulls um, last week and turning to the crowd, and it was huge, it was monumental. People said it was one of the greatest shots, well, not, not shots, the greatest shots as far as photography in NBA history, and you could have your debates on whatever that needs to be with that. They brought up Jordan in 88 with a dunk contest. They brought up LeBron James and Dwayne Wade alley-oop. Um, Allen Iverson over Tyron Lue. But Stephen Curry ends up getting that, that that type of praise that I think more people want to see because within the past week, everybody has completely shut off any type of doubt that they may have had within the past couple of months, past couple of years, on whether or not this is the greatest shooter that we have ever seen in our lifetime. I completely threw that out the window once we start seeing that Stephen Curry has made more career three-pointers than anyone in NBA history, including the NBA playoffs. So you can look at Ray Allen and Stephen Curry's numbers as far as career three-pointers throughout regular season and playoffs, and Curry has surpassed that with 585 games fewer, which literally equates to almost six full seasons plus playoffs plus ways to uh, uh ways into an nba championship so almost 16 if you if you were to win the nba championship for six years 585 games that is the amount of separation between stephen curry and ray allen the amount of time that he has taken to shoot these three-pointers and pass it but he's not the all-time leader in three-pointers as of right now, he's at 28.99. Ray Allen's at 29.73. So he's probably got, probably by the end of the year, probably by early January, he ends up cleaning that out and becomes the all-time leader in three-pointers. Remember how huge it was when Ray Allen hit that three against the Los Angeles Lakers and they celebrated in Boston when he became the all-time leader and he passed uh, Reggie Miller. But Curry's going to get that done very, very easily for the Golden State Warriors. And even from a Warriors perspective, offense, yes, ends up being something that they end up being praised for, not only within the past years of how they've changed offense, but they're a top three offense as of right now in this league, excluding all the names that you said still have ways away to come back. But they end up getting a seven-game winning streak and ended up doing amazing things with the number one defense in the league. This is not just praying that you can get a couple stops on defense and then you make it up with offense. They are the defensive team in the NBA as of right now and top three in offense. This Golden State Warriors has been very, very well deserved of the number one spot this week. But also, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't feel a way saying that this could end up backfiring in my face if the Golden State Warriors make the run that a lot of people still believe that they can do in playing for an NBA championship this year. And I have to give a player on that team an honorable mention. His dumbass almost missed the season because he didn't want to get the shot. (laughs) And now 
He's dunking on his. He's banging on town. He's banging on towns twice. Talking about, oh man, I don't know what this is gonna do. Oh, I know what's gonna do. It's gonna make you look like the number one pick. Maybe you should have got the vaccine a long time ago. Well, hey man, hey man, life life works in mysterious ways for a lot of those that are that are judge. Uh, uh, yeah, I would say fairly not not fairly judgmental, but they have been judgmental about a lot of. Uh, these types of things that are clearly going to affect your life. Now that he has done, in our eyes, the right thing as far as making sure that he has the opportunity to still play and make money in the NBA, now you see it paying its dividends. You are con- you are contributing to a team that is making more than enough noise, and I don't think that praise is going to go away for a decent amount of time. Kevin Durant is still leading as far as the MVP conversation, but – this could change literally within the next couple of hours, within the next couple of days, as we see the Golden State Warriors play the Brooklyn Nets tonight on TNT. Well, yes, that is true. That is, yeah, that is tonight. That's going to be a great game. If we're going to get another nine three-point game from Stephen Curry and he ends up shining out in Barclays, or whether or not you get to see KD and James Harden end up playing an amazing game to try and beat the Golden State Warriors, the Golden State Warriors streak from last week ends up being beat now that uh charlotte ended up cleaning that out and shout out to Lamelo ball shout out to rtb um rtb has plenty of love here on this channel obviously have you checked out the rtb tape i, I think we just start asking all the guests that come on our on rspn have you checked out the rtb tape no haven't. you haven't listened to, uh, go ahead go ahead and spin that rtbmb real quick come on now. Do, you, do you do you like detroit style rap yeah go ahead and go ahead and play go ahead and play go ahead and, go, go ahead and play our dog miles tape See how you feel All about right. it. Okay. I'm getting familiar with a lot of Detroit rap these days. I, I listen to a lot of Rico, the the OG. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Um, DMC, uh, DMC Mike. I'm, I'm getting familiar with a lot of Detroit guys. They got they got some new – uh, it's a different flow out there that I like. Real different flow out there I like. I will say the different flows have been a theme out here in the East, at least within the past week now that – a lot of the rankings, a lot of the the looks of the Eastern Conference have have changed. Obviously, it hasn't been the it hasn't been the, the Detroit Pistons. And shout out to the Pistons for getting away from the one win coalition. Um, New Orleans also um, escaped that as well. Houston is still there. Um, uh, huh. um, uh, Do you have something to say I'm about the Detroit try. Pistons? And Detroit, I'm sorry, Cade was not. Cade wasn't it. Cade wasn't it. Cade wasn't um, it? Nah, and Houston, don't worry. You in due time, things will click. I'm not saying this season, but in due time, things will click because you have something with Jalen Green. And what was the other team you you mentioned? Um, you Detroit, I think oh, Houston. um, New Orleans, the New Orleans Elkins. Zion Williamson will be the new Eddie Curry. What kind of uh, so wait so an NBA champion? Eddie Curry. Yeah, an NBA champion. No, I'm talking about. Remember the road Eddie Curry had to go through before my. Wow! Champion. Don't kill! Don't kill! Don't kill! Heat champion Eddie Curry. China. I love. You see, at one point I loved Eddie Curry because remember I was a Knicks fan, but remember what he did to the Knicks. He balled on the Bulls, got signed by the Knicks, and gained 325 pounds. I mean, come on now. And. Look at Zion Williamson. He's 300 and plus now. 
and he already doesn't like New Orleans. I mean, he's 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 for sure he's for sure saying he's for sure saying that he does he does like New Orleans. I don't know what is going to happen with that, but it's unfortunate that we haven't seen that much Zion Williamson just based off that his injuries have have cost a lot of these things here. He's too that at that weight size, you cannot jump that high. After a while, your knees are going to deteriorate, and he's three hundred pounds right now. If he tries to get up off the floor. I guarantee on that come down, I'll pop. That's his. That's his. That's his gonna do the Kyle in um the Kyle in South Park when he was black. They need to put their boy on a weight plan, a meal plan, something. <laughs> he's too. He's too big. He's six seven, three hundred pounds. You, you got loose weight. Yeah, hopefully in, Draymond's in, not even that big. Nah, absolutely not. If Draymond was 300 pounds, that would look very, very hockey. Hell no. That shit is for sure not happening. Mm-mm-mm. But thankfully, none of the four teams that are playing tonight on the TNT doubleheader will have to worry too much about that. Obviously, we talked about the Golden State Warriors heading to Brooklyn tonight, 730 on TNT. But that will be followed by the Utah Jazz going up against the Philadelphia 76ers tonight at 10 on TNT. I don't believe there is any Joel Embiid just yet. It's been two weeks, but expect to see a couple of good returns throughout these next couple of days and more than likely they're going to end up being pretty soon. Jalen Brown, I believe his two weeks should not be done. Joel Embiid should be pretty close. LeBron James, we still don't know what's happening with LeBron James or whether or not he's going to come back, but Chris Middleton should also be coming back soon too. I think Embiid might play tomorrow because I think it's been ten days. You think it's been? You think it's been close enough? We'll, we'll we'll more than likely have to wait and to and see what Philadelphia ends up uh, doing with this. But very big to have Jalen Brown back for the Celtics. I'm sure Celtics fans are very very happy uh, after the conversation that we had last week. Uh, LeBron James mm-hmm. returning for the Los Angeles Lakers. Wait, is that a sound? What? Mm-hmm. With Celtics fans, are are they really happy Jalen Brown is back? I Why not? He's been in trade rumors. Are you happy that he's back? Oh, I mean, I mean, is Jalen even happy that he's back? That's a good question. That's a that's a good question. Exactly. Like, but they I sang mean, his praises. They said they said, "Hell no, we're not doing Jalen Brown for Ben Simmons." At least from the ones that I saw. I hope they wouldn't, because that's to me. You have you built with Tatum and Brown for years. I would keep that together. You just have to build around that. Ben Simmons just has to go somewhere that he'll be appreciated. Hmm. And he, he'll he'll have, he'll have to make sure that his mental is right before before uh, any of that happens. But that's going to come with some uh, with some due time, I would like to think. But that will be our it, TNT it, doubleheader tonight. It, it will be oh happy days when Ben Simmons is released from the Philadelphia 76ers. For most then Sixers, the young goat, then the young goat can flourish. Who is the young goat in Philadelphia? You should see my who's the young girl in Philadelphia. Oh, I, I I see your face right now. Jesus, can can you fix your face, please? Sir? No, I'm not. Who's ben the young Simmons? girl? Who's the young girl in Philadelphia? Ben, ben Simmons. Ben, and, and and do it where? All he has to do is go somewhere where it's his team, and then Bead's not clogging up the paint. That's all he needs. I believe it when I see it. That's all he needs. I will I will 100 percent believe it when i see it but we kick off our televised games tonight obviously warriors nets 
Sixers Jazz. Good basketball. Wednesday, we've got the ESPN doubleheader between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Milwaukee Bucks, which is normally a pretty fun, which is normally a pretty fun game. Maybe LeBron James ends up returning to that just to make sure that a statement is made against the NBA champions. Usually LeBron James is that type of guy from time to time, but maybe he might want to fall back a little bit and see if Anthony Davis has a good opportunity to, you know, test the waters against uh, a Milwaukee Bucks, a champion Bucks that are getting healthier, I will say. Chris Middleton will, will more than likely make the change as far as making sure that the Bucks are not 6-8 and eight anymore. But that might be something to look out for on Wednesday night on ESPN. That's followed by the Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns, who are currently, what is it, nine wins right now? I'm pretty sure they're on a I'm pretty sure they're on like a nine game winning streak right now. After we and we being Jeff and I talked a little bit about Chris Paul and Devin Booker and their performance with Phoenix following their play in the NBA Finals. I want to bring up Phoenix's play in the NBA Finals because I think the response that ended up coming from my response to an NBA 75 player was something that Bruce said, yo, lay off my dog now. But truthfully speaking, I'm just, my eyebrow raises when I read these types of things. Damian Lillard said on the Blazers, copying the Suns' blueprint, they don't have a bunch of stars. They got people who are really good at what they do and understand their roles. That's what my vision is. We have the core pieces to do the same thing Phoenix did. Um, I'm looking directly in the camera and I'm raising my eyebrow. Do you even feel some type of agreement between parallels between Portland and Phoenix? The only parallel with Portland and Phoenix is that they both start with a P. You know, there is no other parallel between those teams. Damian Lillard is a great player, but you're not the point guard. CJ McCollum is a good player. But you're, you will never be D-Book. Never. Larry Nance Jr., man. I'm just, I'm, I, I was just concerned. I was just concerned about that quote. And granted, I think Phoenix, Portland, Los Angeles, as we talk about that, are going to end up being intertwined in a lot of talk, I would say, within the next few weeks from more than likely frustrated Laker fans that watch the Los Angeles Lakers. yes. Um, we I'm ended up a, seeing. I'm not a Laker. I'm not even a Laker fan, but I'm frustrated for Laker fans. Are you? I don't think it's that. I, I, I don't think it's I that. Am, I felt bad like, losing to the Los Angeles Lakers on Wednesday oh, because now, I felt now, like I Miami will, should not have lost that fucking game. You shouldn't have. Westbrook played. Any game Westbrook plays, anybody has a chance of winning. But it's not. You can't do that. That is that is terrible to Russell Westbrook. Um, look, I'm a fan of Brody, the person, like the man. I'm a fan of him. The player is booty, booty butt cheeks. Like, no, he, he, bro, last week I saw him throw a ball to Anthony Davis that hit him in the face. If I'm AD, when we get back to that huddle, I'm treating Russ Brook like I treated Dwight. Hey, bro, come here, man. What are you doing? Like it'd have been, it'd have been a brew, ha ha. Another brew, ha ha. It'd have been another brew, ha. Like come <laughs> on, bro. She's nine turnovers, four for fourteen shooting. Like come, oh my. Mm-mm. 
No, and what really has me messed up about Westbrook is when he played Miami, he had this step back little shot that I'm like, bruh, why would, and then it went in. And I'm just sitting there like, I'm not even happy for him. It was that I bad. want him to go. It was, he makes the Lakers, I don't think Braun has a chance with Westbrook on that team. And on paper, it looks great. But I think with Westbrook on that team, if they see Phoenix again in the first round, I think they'd lose again. That, I think, is something that Anthony Davis wants to completely avoid. Because we saw his quote. He said, this is not a championship team right now. I'm just going to be completely up front. And Anthony Davis being that voice while LeBron James is out should be that voice because he ends up being the pillar that was right next to LeBron James in this Laker rebuild, especially with the new faces that they end up having in Los Angeles. To, to see that quote from Anthony Davis, I think that was something that I that I ended up enjoying. And no, I, I'm not really getting too much uh, happiness in Los Angeles Laker quotes, but that's something that is very uh, important to put front and center when it comes to the Los Angeles Lakers competing for an NBA championship. You might slip if this is going to be what the team ends up looking like. And this is not just a team that is completely hurt and down bad right now. Yes, Kendrick Nunn's been out. Yes, Rondo has been out. And a lot of this has sat on the shoulders of Carmelo Anthony and Anthony Davis and the personnel that they have playing for the Los Angeles Lakers right now. But when these names return, if this is not gelling, this is going to be bad. This is going to be bad. If, if, if everybody's healthy and we have the proper rotations, we're not giving too much to Ken Bazemore. We're not giving too much to any other names that will more than likely not make rotation. If we have our solid, solid rotation going into the playoffs and things are still not gelling, this is going to end up looking bad. And people, and when I say people, I mean frustrated you know, fans, especially Laker fans, watching Russell Westbrook put up some uh, challenging performances, to put it lightly. Entertaining trades, when it comes to the name like Chris Paul, when it comes to a name like Damian Lillard, I don't think those things are going to happen. I think we're past the point of Damian Lillard after his conversation with LeBron James stating, hey, we talked about certain things and it's, it's, it's just not going to happen because I choose to do X, Y, and Z. We're past that point now. They're still not past getting Buddy Hill. You double back. And trade Westbrook for Buddy Heald? Buddy Heald and De'Aaron Fox. I double back. It, I would feel so. I would feel so. I would feel so. Oh, and De'Aaron Fox for it, though? And De'Aaron Fox mm -hmm. for it, though? Oh, mm -hmm. I would not like De'Aaron Fox in Los Angeles. That might. I would double back. I, that might be pure belly. That might be I don't like that shit more than it is than I do it with Chicago. That 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 could be a problem. For, that would be a, more of a problem than Westbrook did. Mm -mm. I would, I would feel like such Fox. shit having Westbrook in, in Sacramento. <laughs> I, honestly, I think it would work. He's still home, and you just move, you just move him to another part of nah. California. Mm -mm. That's it. You talking like you talking like Sacramento and LA is 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 uh, Palm Beach and Delray. That's what ain't, that's what ain't close. Hey, it don't got to be close, but he's still home. Mm -mm. You can still hop, be... you can still hop on the you can still hop on the highway. You can go check out your car dealership, all that. But <laughs> car you dealership. Yeah, you don't need to be playing in the purple and gold. You can go play in purple. Just go play in Sacramento. Damn man, they really don't. They really don't focus on hashtag the positives when it comes to Russell Westbrook. Man, that's just so sad. I don't. I don't know what's positive. That's that's. It's hard for me to point out positives watching Westbrook play. It's very hard. See me. You know me. You've known me for years. And I'm going to bring in something else with this. 
I like guys that perform. And when I see guys that perform in the league, I might buy you my team card. Now, me, I'm not yeah. a big politician. Hey, look, look, I'm going to tie it into something. Now, me, I'm not a big Paul George fan, but I know Paul George is bummed. 2K just dropped his card this week. This week, you know what I did? I copped it. It's been a Westbrook card out for over two months. I ain't touched that shit. You don't like that release? I ain't touched it. I don't like Westbrook. Because I know what he's going to do. I know what he's going to do. He's going to blow the bag. I can... Westbrook and Dennis Schroeder are synonymous. Well, Dennis Schroeder, I think, I think is very happy as of right now. As we close out, as we close out this episode, we'll get to something that we never really get to do as far as Monday score. Celtics beat the Cavs. Celtics beat the Cavs, so that's good. Celtics are finally five hundred. Uh, Ricky Rubio almost dropped thirty. I, I literally told A plus Ricky Rubio was going to drop thirty, and and he two points away. Uh, what else Rubio happened tonight? Show, Rubio showing out after the Olympics. Kings bang the Pistons. Kings bang the Pistons. So Pistons are at 10 losses. Wizards beat the Bucks. I mean, Wizards beat the Bucks. Wizards beat the Pelicans, excuse me. Um, they're now 10 and 3. Still top of the East. Hawks beat the Magic. Knicks beat the Pacers. Mavs beat the Nuggets. Jokic at 35, 16 and 6. Jesus Christ. Grizzlies bang the Rockets. The Suns beat the Wolves by three. Towns at 35. Goddamn. The Heat beat the Thunder, and the Bulls are up 10 at halftime against the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm literally about to tap into that right now because I want to see Alex Caruso and Lonzo Ball and what they are doing in Staples against the Lakers. But Westbrook's got 16-2 and two right now. Look at that. DeRozan's got 20. DeRozan just came Westbrook. back after uh, – oh, he's playing in L.A. for the first time since his father passed, I will say. Uh, that's a little What's bit more of a distinction. Term- What's the turnovers on Westbrook? What's the turnovers? It's uh, let's see. It's at um, he's only got two. He's only got two joints right now. See, uh, hashtag the positives. This? It's about to be halftime. Okay, get hashtag the positives. I'm positive Westbrook will finish the game with plus five turnovers. With plus five positives. Put the uh, yeah. put the um. Put the parlay in on it. Put the parlay in on it. <laughs> put the cat. Put the cash uh, in on it. Yeah, but I, I, I gotta check DraftKings for that one. I gotta check DraftKings for that one. All right. Well, my PS5 beep is going on right now. I'm sure your PS5 beep is going to be going on too. Rich, appreciate you coming through. Of course, at King of Genius on Twitter, if you want to tap in with Rich, appreciate you coming through on RSPN. I will see you this weekend. I have to pack. Um, I am very horrible with packing. Um, more than likely, I'm pretty sure my PS5 sound just came into RSPN, so that is a first as well. Did not expect that audio to end up coming in. Uh, I, I, more likely, it didn't. I didn't. I didn't take a look at the ticker. Um, anything you want to say before we? Before I mean, I'm, I'm going to see you in a couple days, but anything you want to say to the RSPN faithful? Uh, RSPN, you know, it's always good. I listen faithfully. It's always good to be here on show. Jeff, can't wait to hear you back soon, and. Let's support Ben Simmons, guys. We're not we don't have to do what Philly's doing. Nah. Let's make sure nah, Ben good. Simmons gets to a, a nice home. You know you, Ben Simmons. You know, you know, you know what you can do magic. for that? You know you a young a young a young I just stuttered I just I am literally I am literally speechless right now. I am literally speechless right now. You know what you can do to you, 
my, my mind is melting right now. Do you know what you can do to, to, to make me want to actually support Ben Simmons? Pick those nets. Pick those nets. I'm picking those Warriors. Ladies and gentlemen. Run it, run it, run it 1v1 before, before the game tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, you will have your results coming soon. RSPN over and out. Mark about to get this work. Who's getting away? Yo, yo, I, I will literally put this on the top. I will put this on the damn timeline. It's happening tomorrow. I'm signing that in right now. I'm getting these words and I'm dropping those nine threes with Curry on Rich. We're going to guarantee that. Guaranteeing Ladies and it. Gentlemen, you have heard of the name Kevin. Mark You're not going to be Mr. Too. Efficiency. You're going to be Clanker McGanker. It's Kevin. It's Ken. You're not going to be Mr. Efficiency, though. And we have the audience. We can get Ink and we can get Bruce. And and refs are calling fouls. This ain't no. This ain't the league. Harden's nah, going to get a foul. Nah, nah, We'll turn that down. Don't worry about that. We'll turn that down. Harden's going to get a foul. We will see. We will see that literally tonight. We will see y'all next week. Oh, actually, I will note that you will see Jeff next week. I will be in New York City. He has a special guest in mind. I'm not going to spoil it, but he will be in the RSPN studios next week. I will see y'all when I return back from New York. I will make sure that y'all see whatever you see uh, between myself and Rich. We'll be in Brooklyn on Sunday. Uh, there's a lot to enjoy. Um, since I will not be here next week, I'm more, I'm more than likely to pull up with a little bit of a voice note, probably something. I'll check in on, on, on Jeff and our special guests to make sure that they're good. But if I do not get to do that, make sure everybody has an incredible holiday, wonderful Thanksgiving, a great Black Friday. Make sure that you get everything that you need going into this holiday. I think it's going to be very, very good as far as the sales. I need to make sure that I get some ring shit set up um, for the house. So that's good. Uh, but that's my plans for Thanksgiving and Black Friday. Till then. I will see y'all tonight as I beat Rich with the Bone State Warriors. <laughs> we out of here. Cap.